and welcome to another episode of Let's Chat. This episode is slightly different because this is our tenth one, and Carol and I were thinking, let's do something special. Why don't we bring in a guest and let's bring in someone who we know dearly, who we both worked before, with before. Went to uni with. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That, that's right. Um, um, Carol, would you like to introduce or tell our listeners more about this episode? Well, in this episode,、um, as you know, every fifth episode is a special episode. With this one,、uh, we have a dear friend Nick with us,、um, who is actually going to introduce、uh, the topic for us. So he's the guest of today's episode, and he has a topic that both me and Ernest don't know about. So this is be gonna be a、uh, completely raw episode. Raw. Go on, Nick. Introduce yourself. Tell us what we're talking about. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Really appreciate being here. I mean, it's、uh, <laughs> it's quite it's quite funny listening to both of you guys, but then it's it's another story being.、Uh, I mean. In the podcast itself, if you know what I mean, it's it's, it's another game. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I can imagine. But、uh, yeah, it's 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 an interesting topic, I must say. I mean, I've been thinking about it lately, considering, considering like we're all in this、uh, all in this terrible time of the of the virus itself, and how, how not, I mean, how big it is in, in terms of what it's done to pretty much everything、um, and everyone. And it and it just came to me like the other day, like how serious it is where it's pretty much stopped countries' economic、uh, the econ the economy、uh, right. several economies,、um, and you know it's just given the the government nothing to do but you know back everyone up. I mean it's 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 tragic, but you know things do happen.、Um, and then it came to me the other day, like. Because I'm working from home, and like you've asked it, <laughs> and I've never considered it to the extent where I'm like, mate, technology is just insane nowadays. True. And, and it's it's absurd <clears throat> to understand how we can just like connect one another just by the just by just by like adding a password and you know the Wi-Fi, and it's. It's baffling me to say how like vast the internet is,、um, in terms of like both, you know,、um, commercially and you know,、uh, leisurely, and it's it's gotten to the point where I'm like, I've been reading books and as well, it's it's understanding to how technologies like evolve to a certain point where we actually rely on it every single day, but we take it for gr for granted. Oh man, I think you、um, oh, yeah. nailed it on the head. I mean, we're talking right now through the internet. We're not, we're not,、exactly. we're not, we're not sitting in the same room. I wish we were sitting in the same room because the recording will be so much easier. But so much oh, so much better.、Um, but no, I think, I mean, I, I've got a question for you, Nick.、Um, yeah. yeah. So, like you said, a lot of countries, a lot of companies and organizations rely on the internet right now. Um, to communicate with their、uh, population, to their citizens, and to their workers, what do you think those third world countries who have no infrastructure, like like let's say we do right now, do they go back to like old fashioned ways of like postage communication? I mean, I don't know. 
obviously I'm I'm very um, oblivious to these kind of information like third world countries wise. Do you know how they communicate? Is it basically the internet but just a lot slower? I mean, you you can't you can't get rid of the old fashioned snail mail if you understand what I mean. I mean, like post is always going to be around us. I mean, um, I think the Royal Mail is the biggest um, within the whole of Europe. I mean, that's is a it? huge factor. In, yes, mate. Is it? Oh, man, I didn't know, dude. It's it's I think it I believe it's the second employer, the second biggest employer in the UK. Is the oh, is the first NHS? Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like the amount the amount of times that we rely on just postage itself is is incredible. I um, mean, oh no, go on, go on, go on. But yeah, I mean, like coming back to to like third world countries and stuff. I mean, I've seen some I've seen some articles that like um, understand how deprived third world countries are from like just being uh, interconnected through the internet and such but like it's there are companies that nowadays are, are providing that infrastructure to boost um, interconnectivity between all of us yeah i think in i think in in some parts of africa if not asia themselves i think google are doing like um satellites within that specific area that provides uh locals benefit of connectivity to you know the world itself through signals and internet itself and i'm like geez that's pretty serious that is pretty good isn't like um i don't know if uh, both of you any i don't know any any of this isn't like bill gates when he was still with microsoft wasn't he like funding something in africa or was that facebook I've... i don't know didn't elon musk try to or is planning to still um release satellites all over so that everyone has access to the internet wasn't that but zuckerberg i don't know no, i'm pretty sure that was musk and then all the broadband companies were like fuck no that's not happening <laughs> Mate, i'm pretty um, sure it was musk as far as i remember i wouldn't be surprised to be fair i mean the thing is you know what's fascinating me right i had this was this shows like how oblivious I am and how like, you know, Nick was basically saying how I took the internet for granted. I had no idea there was like, like massive cables running down like the oceans, just connecting countries and um, counties, bloody hell, um, continents together. Like I had no idea that like these massive ropes of like wire fibers or something just connecting Mm. like, you know, Europe to America and like there's a shit ton of it everywhere. Like I had no idea, but I literally found the out. Yeah, they yeah, did yeah. that in the early days, man. They had to in the early days they put like a massive copper cable from like uh, continental Europe to the States and even though it was basic communication, like in the form of like Morse code and stuff, it was still communication nonetheless. Yeah. Well let's let's bring it back to like our day and age right now. So as you know you know, you both of you guys are like working from home or at home. Um, I'm just chilling. Man. You're just fucking lazy. I'm, I'm getting paid to chill. La- lazy. I like that. <clears throat> I like that. Lazy. <laughs> so, would you say because the access to the internet right now is basically instantaneous? Would you say that boredom, the the term boredom, is a very outdated term? Because 
l- l- let me explain. So let's say let's say if you are bored, you can go on YouTube, you can go on Netflix, you can talk to your mates, you can you can go online and you know play with whoever and whatever. Like, would you yeah, say yeah. that term is just non-existent now because there's always something to do? Not really, because if you think about it, a lot of people still complain at the board, and it's mostly because they don't know how to take advantage of the internet and everything has to offer. I mean, let's be honest, you can literally do anything on the internet from talking to people, playing games, watching shit. You can start learning pretty much anything for free everywhere, get free books on it. Like, the possibilities are endless, but whether it's like uh, laziness or just the lack of knowledge on how to use it all, a lot of people still complain at the board, don't they? I think, yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. But, like, I think that boredom is selective nowadays. True. I mean, you you can literally, if you have, I'm going to say, theoretically, all the information available online, as you say, Carol, I mean, I think it's selective to the, to the perspective where an individual will be like, nah, I'm not interested in that. Oh, but I'm really interested in this, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I think if you... If you start to channel your way through it, you're going to hit a, blo- a, a dead end. Hence why I think that when you do hit that end, you become bored and you don't know right. what else to do. So going with what both of you said about, you know, uh, the internet basically gives us unlimited amount of information. Excluding the experience of uni, as in like the uni experience, do you think uni is practically... Um, a waste of time as in if um, if the information is there already and some people are you know doing tutorials or um, you know releasing like a te- a PDFs of like certain articles would you say let's say the let's say the next generation um, would you still encourage them to go to to uni excluding the uni experience just purely for knowledge base yeah because like like you said you can pretty much learn anything on the internet now but um a lot of people need that uni structure and life in order to actually get through it because not everyone's gonna have the patience the obedience and like the uh the drive to learn everything from home because if if you wanted to mate you could learn pretty much everything that i did at uni through the internet would you say would you say the same Nick Nick say say Nick Nick <laughs> would you say the same <laughs> Nick <laughs> yeah I mean in in terms of what we gained was it was interesting I'll be I'll be honest but it, it's not like it's not limiting in terms of where I could do it if that makes sense I mean I could literally go to like Starbucks and still access the articles that we had to use some way or another yeah but in terms of i think the academic side physically it is needed because like if you take all those doctors all the doctors the phd students and all these high high-ranking academics say for example let's let's, let's just take a doctor you, you yes you can learn all your theoretical stuff online you know as Ernest said like through a pde but when it comes to analyzing stuff and and gaining all the information physically 
say for example in a, in a laboratory then yes you, it's definitely needed and of course the university is going to is going to um, accommodate for this feature oh yeah um it depends on on the on the on the subject itself like geography students they they need their own scientific instruments to measure stuff if you know what i mean yes theories on the other side and they all have their own case studies but that's again it's, it's all online now shall we let's uh shall we piss people off i'm gonna i'm gonna um go for it i'm gonna show oh, uh honest you need to answer the question too what do you think i think it's this i think i don't know um certain subjects completely different subject than us yeah, yeah. you did food tech and food science didn't you yeah. so mine was all lab based so for me um if you're taking something uh, that requires specialist equipment then yeah I-, I would say that university is a very key thing but i'm not doing anything related to my uni degree like complete like nothing literally a different sector yeah um you know there was varied uh reasons for that and i i'm completely fine with that but i don't know i think my next question will answer will kind of answer this question Alright. So do you think there's certain subjects such as like drama, you know, or or music, do you yeah. think that should be within universities? I know that they, they some of them already have their own schools, like you know, a drama school or a music school. Yeah. But as the term university, the the only thing that we the, automatically we think of every single subject, right? Mm. Would you count would you say that you know if you want to be an actor or you want to be a musician or in a band or you know make it out there in the music industry do you think it's really needed is it is there a point in going to university if you want to make it as an actor or do music for a living well, I don't really know what you would fucking learn if you went for music or acting or something like that at uni but music wise at least if you look at the amount of people that are popping up all the time from just releasing shit on YouTube, SoundCloud. Yeah, you, you don't need to go for music unless you're trying to be the next fucking Elvis or something. <laughs> but if you're just trying to make it out there, make a couple mil and then disappear, just fucking release shit on YouTube or SoundCloud. In terms of the acting, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know anything about it. I'm guessing you would need to go to some sort of school or uni because um, it gives you so much more things and experience to learn compared to if you were just like fucking reading about it or something. Mm. So a question that I I always ask to, to people who just recently graduated. Do you think from your situation and position right now, do you think uni was worth it or was was it needed to where you are right now? Nope. I, I got so. fucked by uni for myself. <laughs> Why? How come? Mate, I'm stuck at retail. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look man, I think I think there's this stigma and I, you guys can um can agree to this that the, there's this pressure, this uh, added pressure that after we uh, graduate from uni we automatically have to find this dream job that we've been working yeah. for for the last 3 years but it's impossible now definitely yeah it is true i mean i think it's sort of built into us isn't it yeah 
I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's. For me, I was the pressure was like big because all my mates were like, "Oh, I got this job. Oh, I got this interview yeah. with this," and I'm just like, "Fuck." But if you think about it, all the way from secondary school, they're like, "Oh, you leave uni, you're gonna get this perfect job, make bank," and then college is the same. And then at uni, they're like, "Oh, make sure to apply to jobs," and then you apply, and everyone's like, "Yeah, <laughs> maybe not now." I mean, what what do you what do you think? Nick, what's your like outlook on on university for yourself? I mean, I think just a degree or or just like some sort of uh, college acknowledgement is pretty good because it it in my case it I think it uh, a specific degree is irrelevant unless you're going into the job itself. Like for example, a doctor, a physician, psychologist, all these special key skills. But what it's done is that I think it's it's tailored my my critical thinking mm-hmm. to another level, and and it makes me realize how you know different aspects work, how this works, how perhaps maybe you know different people think, how they criticize, how they argue for something right. It even though it's like one subject, but it's it's broadened my whole my whole. Um, academic knowledge of critical thinking and then making the next step if needed um, um so explain explain to us and and the listeners right now what kind of skills did you learn from uni that you've passed on to your like new line of work like what, what do you do right now then mm, well to put it into perspective i do i'm a payroll specialist so i'm predominantly in a, a human resources um, and I effectively pay people at the press of a button um, is what you would think but in matter of fact I do a whole list of calculations behind the behind the screen on which I have to adjust someone's tax form on which that could affect the whole year's pay for example I have to adjust let's say for example maternity pay or paternity pay I have to take into a whole account of different aspects of paying someone but let's say on the con- on the customer side or consumer, you were just like, oh, hey, I got paid. And you would think nothing of it. But behind the scenes, it's totally different. Um, that's pretty much what I do nowadays. But in terms of getting there, I, I mean, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. Like what I learned in terms of university at, let's say, the finance aspect definitely helped me now because I, I can understand how money moves. I can understand how money is calculated. I can understand how different different factors affect finance and the economy if that makes sense um and to add on that it's also the critical thinking and i'm and i'm thinking to myself if i do something a what are the outcomes and b can i also adjust the outcome if needed and to me i don't think you you can just gain automatically it's a skill that you need to go do something, read heavily, and then criticize any arguments saying, well, why is he right, but he's wrong, for example? Or why is this doing that and that's not? And then you have to tailor your aspect onto balancing the two, for example, and then get an outcome out of it. And that's what I think critical thinking is definitely developed myself. Do you think that that can't be learned online with like, I don't know, like special classes? I don't, I don't know. Do you think that could be 
self-taught or does that have to be in an environment where you're surrounded by other people in a physical class i mean it's a good that's a good question in terms of everything can be self-learned nowadays but i think that if you go to any academy or learn something they'll always say to trust like understand where they get the the answer from how are they answer the questioning or how they answer the question and then you can pretty much pick and choose what you needed i mean everyone on let's say like let's say facebook i'm pretty sure facebook and twitter are a lot of people's like news feeds and me quite quite a few times on facebook and twitter you can often find fake news and i'm like well that's one way i definitely don't want to learn on how something is going on um and then from that aspect i'm always like or well, what i mean how can you justify if it's true and then by doing that yes you can self teach yourself by comparing it against what everyone else is saying well, and i think by doing that then you can validate the answer whereas if let's say i say i make a million dollars but yet i'm not on let's say the forbes list then you say well you know how how are you doing this how is it valid if you know what i mean so going to what you said about fake news right so yeah. going back to what this podcast was about was you know the, the the how the internet kind of connects us together would you say because how easily anyone can post anything is it is it harder for us to kind of identify what's true and what's not um you know obviously right now we're all going through this this uh, this pandemic and uh, from the very start i saw some wacky claims about this this virus and how to combat it and what to do and what not to do um does that does that mean because of how easily accessed this our uh, internet is can you believe everything i obviously obviously the answer is no but does that mean that as a as a species we're less trusting on whatever we do now mm. i think nowadays we have to take everything with a pinch of salt and a bit of skepticism um if everything is available to you then choosing what best suits you is quite easy so for example if you're reading an article be like oh okay i can understand this and i believe this but let's say for example that article is just a blog post that has no verification and validation behind it whereas let's say uh someone or some union is verified and has studies behind it then obviously that's going to be a more valid choice um and we can often inundate ourselves again with what we like to choose on the internet and what we don't like i mean what's your standpoint on this uh, carol um i think i definitely agree with uh nick there like with with everything that's going on right now um like our ability to connect to the internet communicate and sort of like uh share everything with everyone is like more important than ever isn't it yeah i mean i mean i i obviously i have most of my family members are back in the philippines right and yeah. um it looks like because we were planning to go to the philippines uh around the summertime obviously that's not going to happen now just because uh, you know everything is so volatile we we don't really know what's going on um flights are getting cancelled or postponed um but the only means of of communicating right now is 
through through you know your Facebook video or your FaceTime, um, which is which is great because everyone is still connected. But before this pandemic, I always thought that the internet was making us less, well, was was making us antisocial, as in. You know, way back when, when uh, we were in secondary school or high school, whatever you want to call it, we would have to physically knock on someone's door if someone wanted to to hang out or if they wanted to yeah. to play in the park or they wanted to, you know, like um, uh, Nick, when we were in in college, we would go on like bike rides for like hours and hours on end just to hang out. But now it's, I don't know, we we have oh, yes, our age, we've grown up, we've done our own things, but back then, man, it was just. You know, we would spend literally hours outside. Yeah. Again, it also takes part because of technology. Because, yes, you could have communicated on, let's say, your smartphone or iPad way back when. But the technology was, like, kind of slow. And connectivity was kind of, like, shit. So, it kind of almost forced us to actually go outside. And, and, and like you said, go and knock on people's doors and hang out. So, would and you I say... Think... Yeah, go on, go on, go on. And I think nowadays it's all just like at a press of a button. So a question to both of you. After this pandemic, do you think more people are going to be antisocial now? Because it, you know, everyone is relying on social media and, and, you know, your iMessage or WhatsApp or whatever to communicate. When all of this has calmed down, hopefully fairly soon, do you think people are just going to stick to their normal ways? Not many people are going to go out. I mean, maybe the first few weeks because everyone's been deprived. But after that, do you think it'll just go back to normality where people are just doing more FaceTimes or Zoom video? I don't even know what that is, you know? Um, I think, look, the first few weeks, it could be a bit on the edge in terms of people are still scared, you know, just to like go back to normal and, you know, start hugging and handshaking and, and just, you know, human interaction again. But That's going to be think, weird. I think after that, like, first couple of weeks, if not a few months, I would predict, then I think it would just be back to normal, to be fair. Especially if it's after a, a such short period of time. I don't think it's going to take long for us to adjust back to normality again. I could be wrong. What do you think, Carl? I think it depends, like on one side it could just go back to normal like you said and like all the people that used to go out will still go out and all the people that stayed home will stay home um but then you also have to factor in like all the people who are quarantining right now and i don't know like fucking discovered gaming or discovered netflix like there could be such a a big surge in people staying home and doing things online that would usually like go outside or hang out with people and shit so i don't know it really depends it's kind of hard to predict but i think as you both said for the first like couple weeks maybe even months it's going to be like a huge amount of people going to tourist locations traveling this and that um, and then when it comes down, it, it will be like either more people stay at home to do things online or more people go outside because they they realized staying at home sucks or something. Oh, I've just I've just thought of something. Do you think because I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of companies have figured out that, hey, 
a lot of my employees can actually work from home. Do you think that most, a lot of companies who let's say are based on the office will deploy most of their workers at home now? Because I know, no. 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 Mate, that's a bad thing. It's shit. It's like the worst thing you can do as a business. You think? How come? Yeah. I mean, think about it. When the employees are at the office, you have control over them. Uh, It's a controlled environment where the employees know they have to work. They have set schedules. um, They do their proper work. They have lunch at this hour. They go back to work. uh, You can fucking talk to them, have meetings, all that. If, If suddenly businesses start letting people work from home, they lose that control. Um, they lose their environment where the employees won't feel I don't want to say the stress of work but but like they won't feel that work environment so they can slack off they can do less work they can take longer breaks um, so no like the there's unless the companies are like fucking either super small or they trust their employees i don't think anyone is gonna let people work from home at least not yet because the technology isn't there to sort of control your employees because um i read this uh i I was basically watching this uh linus techness lightness lightness (laughs) linus techness uh tech i can't speak linus tech news um, episode right tech tips. Yeah. tech tips mate they're um they're one show and he was basically saying how or was it them or it was someone else basically um they were basically saying how countries like uh norway or, or some of the um eastern uh, european countries most of their companies um have their employees actually already working from home so because of all this happening um they were just like oh just continue as normal and you know no one no one was going through the scheme the government scheme where they they had to get paid less the yeah. businesses continue as normal i'm not saying that it's a good thing to happen here in the uk but let's say this is i think this this question is more aimed for nick as nick can agree that you you work in a very office based environment don't you yeah so, I, I mean i i already missed the office yeah so let's say your company goes, you know what, after this pandemic, you know what, we everyone still managed to um, to do most of their work with a few um, slight uh, exceptions. We need to save money. And one way of saving money is to have a smaller office space. Um, so you guys, we're going to get you these laptops, these equipment. Um, Nick, you're one of the first people to try this out you're going to work from home for the next year. Are you going to... I know you said that you you don't think this would work, but do you think if with the right implementation, they, they, you know, they make sure that you have the right equipment, do you think you'll be on board or do you think that, as Carol was saying, that you'll miss that work environment where you see people, you can communicate, you can collab with them? Yeah, I mean... I think that nowadays it is possible i mean with just just the connectivity of through wi-fi then yes you can actually implement quite a few things like boardroom meetings conference calls uh, meetings with the clients of course Um, that could have been done easily just by the phone for example but in terms of actually migrating the office to 
to the house itself is quite a task. I mean, I know my guy, my teammates are, they pretty much, pretty, they've decked out their whole like lounge just because of the, of the kit that we need from the office to take to home in order for us to work legitimately, if not efficiently. Um, but it also depends on the infrastructure. I mean, I know that thankfully in my area, the internet is okay. Um, and I can get okay-ish speeds, but if I'm not cautious about how much bandwidth I, I, I use, I can still drop in and out of, of connectivity and that affects my productivity and the outcome of what I need, especially if I'm on a deadline. Um, and that's quite crucial. I mean, it, if you're at an office, you guarantee pretty much like security, internet speed, connectivity throughout the whole building, for example. But if you're at home, you kind of just have to rely on whatever broadband you have, if not, you know, mobile data. I know some of my, my teammates are on mobile data and they, they are tuning out so much data that it, it's becoming a, it's becoming a cost to them now. And mm. I think that it like perhaps Norway or um, some other European countries, they've already advised or they have the infrastructure for this in order for it to work. Otherwise, they would have said, no, well, we're going back to the office. I mean, what's what's your opinion about this, Carol? I think, like, the big thing there with you mentioning Norway and the Nordic countries is uh, there's, like, a huge difference between their, um, uh, like, social environment compared to other countries. Like, they're, they're already, like, really hard workers um and like the their work environment has been like that for quite a while so they're used to it whereas if you were to introduce something like that here um people would one have harder times adapting to it um uh, i'm guessing a lot of people would try to take advantage from working at home um and like nick said it also depends on connectivity like not everyone uh, has good broadband. Not everyone is in a good area to get good broadband. Um, so it's like, as a country, I don't think England would even be ready for something like that. So would you say, with what you just said right now, would you say that's a um, people will be against working at home? Do you think that's more of a society issue? As in... Yeah. Uh, because like, they just they're not hardwired to just work by themselves yeah. they need that manager to like you know tell them what to do if that yep. makes sense english so, so, not not specifically english but most societies aren't so good at it like the nordic countries they fucking excel at that shit sweden norway they're fucking amazing at that type of stuff like they, they were fucking born for it um but for example with England like I said if you were to introduce something like that into society where most office based um, jobs would be working from home people would fucking hate it like they, they just they wouldn't do well they need that manager to like motivate them one way or another to complete the work or keep going or uh, like work more efficiently um, I just don't think people here are ready to work on their own from like um without any direction would you agree that uh that's 
that's kind of the main issue why people won't be working at home, Nick? Um, I think it depends on the job role specifically. I mean, in my in my environment, I think that yes, there are, especially like in my team, that we do need that you know, physical support or motivation in order just to like plow through a task or a project. And especially now that let, let's say if we're working from home, you, you kind of feel, I mean, yes, you're a part of the digital team nowadays, but like you, you don't have that, that physical support in order just to, for you to like continue. Whereas if like, like I'm at home, I could, I could always just say, uh, well, I can always do the, the, the project like throughout the day and then have like a good coffee break every now and then. But if I'm in like the office, I know that I can maybe take a five minute break when and if I need it. Otherwise, throughout the day, I'm continuously working. Whereas if I'm at home, then it's just like, well, I could always have a five minute break there, 10 minute break there, walk down the stairs, come back up, maybe grab a snack here or there. It, it's completely different environment. And I think that the productivity aspect is completely changed. So would you say that for both of you guys to, to work at your optimum peak, would you say that there needs to be a separation between life and work? Oh yeah. Like yeah. if if I don't have uh, a space completely separate from like home and comfort, bro, I get so fucking lazy. So like I if I were to work from home, I would need like an individual room that is just an office, nothing else. Would you agree with that, Nick? Yeah, I agree. I mean, just just driving to work or commuting to work is is a mental uh, preparer in order to be productive throughout the day. Yeah. I mean, if you, if I know a lot of people can say this, but like when they come home, they just want to relax. That's what home is. Exactly. It's not really a working environment unless you have to in this kind of instance where even at, at this instance, it's, it's quite a struggle. So I remember me and a friend were talking about that work-life balance and he was reading this book and it was, uh, it was written by this um, really successful um, motivator, like motiv- a motivational speaker, right? Yeah. He was basically saying that if you want to succeed in life, you can't have a work-life balance. It has to be just life. As in, if you separ- if you try and separate your work and your kind of outside work life, he was basically implying that you'll never succeed because you're not putting 100% onto your passion. So let's say both of you guys had the opportunity to do what you love, right? Yeah. Would that involve being at home because you're working like uh, whatever you want to do? Or does that involve working with a a collab with other people? Like for me, I'll give you an example. As both of you guys know, I I love to film things. I'm a videographer, photographer, right? Um, If I had it all my way, I would would film everything, record everything. And, you know, we're doing this podcast right now. And because it's, 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 I, st- I have that creator mindset where I just need to create something like just to keep my mind sane. Um, for me, I would be my own boss and I would have to work from home on, or like Nick said, yeah, I can work at a Starbucks or I can rent like one of those offices per day. But for me to do my dream job and what I really love, 
I have to work from home, and and like I have to, I can't have that work life balance because my life would be my work because it's my passion. I don't know if if that makes sense, and you guys can like transfer that to your passion in the future. Yeah, I think same would apply for me. Like, if I were to do like. My dream job it would be staying at home thing as well,、um, but what is your dream job by the way? You haven't said that to me. Well, Nick, yeah. Well, my dream dream, which I'm not really chasing at the moment, is like would be streaming video games, like YouTube wise or something like that. It would be like the fucking best thing ever.、Um, So in terms of that, like it would be killing two birds with one stone, cause I'd be working, like quote unquote working, and at the same time I would be doing what I enjoy. So, like I wouldn't really have to sacrifice anything or or have like an office or anything like that.、Um, but if I were to have like a normal office job,、um, and I were to work at home, I definitely need the separation. How about you, Nick? What's what would you class as your dream perfect job? Well, I know that there's been a lot more influx of millionaires just from you know technology and and the internet. Let's let's be real about that. But I think that I want to do something that involves the best of both.、Um, I've always had a liking for real estate and and. Building and if not developing it,、um, and to that aspect, yes, you you can go out and and visibly inspect all the sites and the properties, and you can make a decision there and then. But again, as well, you can also do it from home, just by browsing online,、uh, comparing prices, and perhaps like mortgages and such, and you can also make a decision from then. But then it kind of For me, I think it's also the troubling aspect of going to see different locations, and and getting a just for what they have to offer,、um, especially in different markets as well. I mean, yes, the European Union is is quite centralized, and between that centralization, you do have different markets within that, like Italy, Spain. They all have different、um, cultures and aspects of what they do. Um, and that, to me, is quite interesting in in terms of traveling. But yet, also because of technology, you also connect somewhere or another. I had no idea about that, my dude. I mean, I don't know. It's we right now because mostly everyone has free time to kind of chase their the kind of side hustle or start something new.、Yeah. And you know, going back to what we、uh, were st-、uh, talking at the very start of the podcast. The internet makes literally anything possible. If you had all the free time in the world, you could probably, you know, start your own online school at home if you wanted to. You know, to cater to、um, uni students, to college students, to anyone.、Um, and I think that's one of the the great things that we take a lot for granted, as Nick was saying, with the internet, because right now. If the internet was just m- literally switched off for ten minutes, including mobile data, mate, there'll be the bloody riots, mate. A- absolute mayhem, that. 
it just imagine right imagine like just for 10 minutes someone was like you know what let's turn everything off and not tell anyone just imagine the amount of confusion and like like a lot of people depend on the fucking internet right now you know oh yeah 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 that's true i mean it's so dependent that even the broadband providers within the eu for example have have downgraded the internet's uh, capability just this Nick, you were um you were cutting a bit there. Do you want to say that again? I don't know if you heard that, Carol. Yeah. What can uh, you s- uh, just, just repeat? I was basically I was basically saying that that's how we are so dependent on the internet nowadays that it's the the providers themselves have downgraded um, the internet usage just to just to be capable of what we can do on an everyday basis within this pandemic itself. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, it's like, oh, so I did, you know, on the previous podcast, Carol, I was telling you how YouTube is defaulting every single YouTube video to 480. So is Netflix. Yeah, it's, it's just so, it's just so, like Nick was saying, so the internet providers can, like, control everything, and obviously the yeah. service from YouTube, and, and, does ne- is Netflix owned by someone, or is it still just Netflix? I'm pretty sure. I think it's a separate entity. Yeah. Oh. Netflix is their own thing. Cause like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's but crazy with, that with Netflix, I believe it was the government who asked them to lower their um, uh, quality of films and shit, so that broadband providers could handle it. Cause like in Germany, um, I think like two provided like two of the most popular providers there completely shit the bed when this started <laughs> like they people, couldn't control it yeah people who were paying like top bucks for like a fucking gig internet they were getting like 70 megabytes like they they just could not handle the amount of people they kept shutting down like for i think for like a week at the beginning of this when everyone had to like quarantine um throughout an entire week they had to shut down like five or six times because there was just yeah because so many people were were on hey that's that's i don't know man it's it's just one of these things that we have to you know when you're just going with your day-to-day life and you're like you know what i'm gonna order something from online like you don't you don't think at the amount of processing power the amount of servers that are involved from that press of the on your screen going to a centralized system then going to whatever this where the stock is and then a picker has to say oh yeah look i need to get that you know it's it's crazy how everything works and how seamlessly it works and now i hope everyone is finally appreciating how how fucking amazing amazon is mate May. Yeah, true. Uh, there's no two ways about it. I read an article the other day that actually Amazon, as you know, is is an online uh, uh, company where you can buy and sometimes sell stuff. And I didn't know that they were such big game players in the internet industry itself. I ASW, they, right? AWS? Yeah, I think AWS, like, yeah. I think like they own more than half of the internet's uh providing 
services is from AWS, and I'm just like, holy, that is huge. Half. Wow. For yeah, real. Don't quote me on the numbers, but it, it's 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 considerable enough that like most of whatever you do has affiliation with some with AWS itself. Wait, honestly, it's way. not surprising. Like, if you think about it, what wasn't it just a couple of years that Amazon started actually turning a profit? Yeah, I heard I, about that. Yeah, if you yeah. if you look at their like company history from that point when they started making profit, they were spending fucking dough on everything. But Literally left and right, buying out businesses, services, and shit. But don't you think that's bloody you wanna, smart? You know it's funny. Yeah. What? What's? Do you want to know what's funny? What? What's funny? Is that Amazon? Is that Amazon makes more money from AWS than it does from selling uh, their retail stuff? Oh mate, they're they're yeah. making a loss. Like um, I was reading on this how they they subsidize the prices of their Echo Dots and like the pricing on Amazon just so they can get people on their services so they can make more money elsewhere. It's fucking smart, man. Yeah. I know, it is pretty genius. It isn't like I don't know if I don't know if Google's is trying to like do the same with their like uh with their phones but their phones are bloody expensive anyway are they well the the pixel used to be a pretty uh, reasonable price and when they used to be called the nexus they were pretty good but yeah. now like the pixel 4 is like the same price as let's say a high-end uh w um a one plus you know I, I would pick i would pick a one plus over a pixel any day because it depends on what you prefer isn't it i think a lot of people who go for google phones is simply because they trust like google oh man i mean yeah. i mean uh, uh, what what difference is there between them they all ran android just a just the user version. yeah it's it's just the user interface you know some people i mean i think right now the hardware does make a difference as in yeah. like my uh one plus right it runs on 90 hertz oh it's butter mate it's absolute butter like have you like have you had like a a high refresh rate monitor carol yeah mate it's it's a game changer compared yeah. to like the monitor it's at work nice. right oh fuck yeah like like it's clear as day the difference it's and i'm telling you right now if you guys ever own uh, a high refresh rate, I don't know if Apple are gonna. Imagine if Apple do a high refresh rate screen. They do it on the iPad. But imagine on the phone, dude, mate. That's a game oh, changer. That uh, then I'd be like completely stuck to Apple. There's no two ways about it of me moving. Mate, you're you're already stuck in the ecosystem. Dude. Yeah, but now that just adds another reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know, man. It's it's funny how you know. You know, big big companies such as your Amazon, your your Google, and you can also put Apple into it. They, they, they've literally they took advantage of the internet. Because I can name an example of a company, Blockbusters, who did not take advantage of streaming services. And like Apple is trying to get into TV, like Apple TV now, like because they know like 
these moments, they all are reaping money. Disney Plus, mate, 50 million subscribers in the first few months or something. That's, That's mental. Gonna calm down, though. That's gonna calm yeah, down I think they kind of hit the wave at the right time in terms of the yeah. uh, pandemic. But imagine though, 50, 50 users, right? And I know different currencies, different earnings, but a flat five pounds per month from 50 million users. Yeah, it's a big fucking amount. Mate, like, <laughs> I know they probably invested. And considering a lot of their content on there is already owned by them. Oh, they pay like hardly any royalties or any copyright shit. So I had... that's, why they, that's why they did it, to be fair. Yeah. See, I had no idea Disney owned so much, man. Yeah. Nor did I, to be fair. Disney's a giant, mate. Is it, what's the word? Conglomerate? Is that, is that how you say it? Is that? I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking it's about. It's like they're, uh, like they own like multiple um, companies, but they don't name it Disney, but they're like, uh, oh, yeah. you know, like Mars own Pepsi and like Powerade or mm, something. Yeah. So, oh man, I don't know. These, these companies, I think, wasn't there like a, like a law in America? Because I think TNT you know the American companies, right? Oh, I heard yeah. about that. They merged. Did they actually do it? Yeah, they did it. I think it was one of the biggest um, merger acquisitions ever ever recorded in US history. Bloody hell. Like, wasn't it in the trillions? I think it would. It was somewhere around there. Mate. Like, I don't know. Would you? Do you think that two big companies combining together do you think that's a good idea or do you think that it's it's good to have some fair competition for the consumer by the way not for no, the the owners but for monopoly huh gotta have the monopoly as in like are you for for big companies buying yeah. really yeah no no man good honor, man yeah, yeah but it makes then... things easier like the there's a lot um, of companies that merged and just made things either simpler or easier or just better overall. But then it basically just shows to like entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurs to say like, you know what, I, I, I you know, I, I can't be bothered anymore. I can't compete with these like big companies. Like what, what's the point? Like, isn't there, isn't it good to have some sort of competition just to see where you go? Oh yeah, competition is always good wherever you go. Like, competition is what really helps the um, innovation and stuff like that. Plus the the actual consumer, because without competition, you get fucking uh, huge ass prices just because they can. With competition, Apple. You know, <coughs> exactly. Apple. <coughs> um, <coughs> so competition is important all around, but at the same time, like Coke. Coca-Cola, they were Monopoly for a long-ass time. Pretty sure they still are. Oh, yeah, they um, own a bunch of stuff, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, within the... Gone. If it's not Coke, I was going to say it's Pepsi, mate. Those are the two biggest... Um... Pretty sure Coca-Cola has the Monopoly because of all the random fucking shit they own. So Mars owns Pepsi. I thought it was PepsiCo. Yeah, so Mars, no, Mar, it's like Mars owns, Mars is, PepsiCo is part of Mars now. Uh, it's crazy. Like, I thought that, it the other way around, I thought it was PepsiCo 
that is part of Mars, but Mars, mate, Mars own a lot. Like, so much. Coca-Cola, they own Sprite, Fanta. Yeah. uh, Isn't it Pringles also? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, They also own Smart Water, uh, some other random fucking companies from other countries. Uh, Powerade, Vitamin Water. Uh, Honesty, don't know that. Um, And probably a bunch of other ones as well. But you know what's clever is that they they're under one umbrella, but they market it as totally different things. Oh yeah, that's where that's where they can also start making a lot of money is because they're like, oh, if you have smart water, it's I don't know purified by clouds. But then if you have like <laughs> Fanta and Sprite, yes, they're two different products, but yet again, you're buying into Coke. Exactly, yeah. and it beats. So, for example, if you're Pepsi, your competition is owned by Coke now, mm. right? Because, like, if you if you think about it, the beverages that most people drink is Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Sprite, or Fanta, right? Yeah. And let's say if three of them are already owned by one company, mate, Pepsi's on its own. Yeah. Well, Pepsi does. has a couple as well. Um, they own Lay's. And Tropicana. They oh, so does that mean they own like Walkers? Because Lay's is like just another name for Walkers, I'm right? I'm sure they yeah. Is it? Yeah. So La- oh, Lay's Lay's is international. Yeah. They also wa- own Mountain Dew. Oh, Mountain Dew, mate. And Naked. Oh, oh, like the bars. The is whole the company smoothie. naked. Oh. There's smoothies, bars, fucking snacks, and other shit. Oh man, dude, the bars are fucking disgusting. I've never had what? them. Bro, I'll rate them. When I oh. when I worked at Boots like two years ago. You worked at Boots? Yeah, I worked at a pharmacy. Oh, I think yeah. I just I I literally just pictured like, just you know like one of the shop floor people. I know. No, 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 I worked at the pharmacy. Um, we'd have like these sales and random shit, and it was a sale on like naked bars, and it was a peanut butter one, and I was like, I love me some peanut butter. And it was like 20 pence or some shit. So I got it. Bruh. It th- literally tasted like dry nuts. I think it was <laughs> I think it was on sale for a reason, maybe. It was shit. It was literally dry nuts. There was nothing peanut buttery about it. It was like they just got a handful of like dry nuts that they washed with water. Fucking squashed them into a bar and that's it. I was like, the fuck is this, man? You know, it's a health bar for a reason, mate. Oh, the healthy shit is nasty, honestly. Nah, no, man. Yes. Healthy I... stuff can taste good. Nah, I got this from a different, like, healthy company. We had the sale on, like, these chocolate bars, and it was, like, smooth chocolate inside. Holy shit, it tasted nothing like chocolate. <laughs> it was fucking. I threw half of it away. I was like, I am not eating this, man. Mate, the amount of food you're wasting, how could you? And it you? costs so much. Like, usually these naked bars, they're like 150 Bruh. See, I think the the health industry, mate, they're just buying into people's consciousness. Because if it says, oh, yeah. like, healthy this, uh, added benefits this and that, that means they can ramp up the prices. Which is kind of sad because, mate, they're, peeping, they're, they're literally playing on people's emotions. Yeah. And it's like um yeah. dude, 
like we mentioned, uh, like in one of the other episodes, health companies are making bank because people are buying into this fucking healthy trend and shit, and they're like charging moon and back over all this shitty food. But if you were in that position, let's say you owned Carol Carol's Healthy Bars, right? Bro, I would charge fucking <laughs> Jupiter and back, mate. <laughs> If people are buying, why not? Would you actually? So, for example, let's say your healthy bars aren't actually healthy, and but let's say you found a loophole within the legislations. Nah, that, that's that's too risky. But some companies do that, man. Yeah, and then they get fucking caught, and they end up paying fucking billions. And I know, but at them. wasn't I? Don't know if you said this to me or it was Nick. Like they, the some companies are like, you know what? Let's risk it because they know that the fine is only one billion, but they can make a a profit of oh, three yeah. billion. Oh yeah, it's fucking, it's like common sense. If if the consequences are lesser than the profit, fuck it, you know. Like huge companies like Coca Cola, their reputation won't get fucked over something small. Like it will last a month or two, and people are gonna be like, oh, bad Coke. And it's gonna go back to normal because they're so huge. Did you hear about that new Coke thing that that happened in the nineties or eighties in America? Did you have you heard of that story? No. Is it when they changed their like sugar? Yeah, the recipe. I, I saw an article the other day where this guy was just like hoarding Mexican Coke, Mexican as in like Coke, Coke. not not the white stuff, not the white <laughs> stuff, Mexican Coca Cola. No, no, legit, because they were they were using the original recipe, which consisted of pure sugar, and not oh, what shit. the Americans were doing using corn, corn syrup. High fructose corn, corn syrup, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, that's the one. Coca Cola have fucking like literal coke in it at the beginning or some shit like nah, that. Nah, it that's a theory because it, they use coca leaves, which is yes, an ingredient for coke as in the white stuff but not like <laughs> they didn't literally they didn't like salt bake coke into just fucking coke cola just to taste it. wait did any of you guys also heard this like myth and rumor that dr pepsi contained ball semen or was that just me that was probably no. just you mate <laughs> i heard it was yeah it was was it dr pepper or there was another one that apparently had fucking bull semen or some shit. Because of like an that. ingredient called taurin or something. Oh, that you is mean not fucking. Drinks. Yeah. Yeah, what? like monster and all that stuff. Yeah, every, it, this was like huge, like a couple of years ago, wasn't it? I don't know. Everyone don't know. was like, everyone was <laughs> like, oh, taurin is fucking bull semen, and like all the scientists were like, you're fucking dumb, bro. It's basically. <laughs> Taurin is found in, let's say, a minute amount of, of ball semen. But in in a different kind of environment, it does a different thing to our bodies. It's like it's like um, if we found sugar in ball semen, does that mean we're drinking ball semen because it's sugar? You know, yeah. it's some people are Mate, just it's like... It's tasty either way. I... What, ball semen or sugar? <laughs> no, energy. Come on, Nanis. <laughs> Don't do this shit again. <laughs> Fuck oh, mate. again, mate! No, Nick, don't, Nick, don't you dare! Nick, don't I don't you know dare. if you listened to the um <laughs> the podcast you yesterday, bastard. right? He basically <laughs> Nick uh, Carol basically said that he doesn't mind if he if he doesn't see it or something. What was it again, Carol? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, 
Basically, if he basically if he doesn't see it, he doesn't mind it. That's the one. <laughs> Jesus. Completely out of context. If he if he doesn't see it coming, he doesn't mind. That's the that's the saying you said yesterday, Carol. Wait, I'm I'm suing you for that one. <laughs> what what? I'm completely out of context. What do you mean? I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> Mate, fuck? you're the one that said it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think with with these kind of companies, there's literally no point in complaining because at the end of the day, we're still gonna buy it. We're still consumers of of soft drinks, you know. We we just gotta accept it, I guess. Yeah, I don't think the sugar tax is gonna. Oh, can someone actually explain to me what this sugar tax is? You pay extra if it has sugar in it. Is that is literally that's it? Yeah. Oh, is that why you know in McDonald's? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's like twenty p more. Apart McDonald's... from Fanta for whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why Fanta is an extra. Artificial sugar. Maybe. It's... I don't know. Yeah. Like, maybe it's Because ev- you can't get normal Coke in uh in McDonald's anymore, can you? It's all zero in diets, but there's still normal Fanta. Maybe and I'm not sure why. That could be. Uh, this is obviously just out of just you know just guessing. Maybe because it doesn't contain like real sugar. It's like all artificial. Maybe. But then I remember there's a Fanta Zero, isn't there? Is there? I'm pretty sure yeah. there's a Fanta Zero, right? I've never seen it. Not that I would. I can't. Try I can't it. say I like it much. To be fair. No. You see, okay, if you had to pick, right? Coca Cola, like any diet. Zero, whatever, um, Fanta, Sprite, or Pepsi. If you only, if you can only have one, which one would you pick? Coke, like easy. Co- really? Yeah, I'm going. You can I'm going full fat Coke, mate. Mate, you can't you can't have alcohol with like no, you can have it with Sprite. Sprite, like mate. Fanta. Sprite any day. Really? Sprite, mate. You gotta have that Sprite lemon. Have you had Seven Up? Yeah, it tastes basically That's the same. That's owned right? by Pepsi, I think. Yeah, it's like the competition. Seven Up's better. Really? Yeah, I love mm. Seven Up, mate. Seven Up? I don't. I to be honest, if if someone did like a blind test, I don't think I I'll just be like I like both of them. You know. Mate, did you know that Seven Up have um these croissants with fucking different uh chocolate and like shit inside of them? Croissants. Yeah, I think but they're no. not available in England. Seven Up, the drink. Yeah. No, I think it's just seven, man. I think you're getting confused. <laughs> no, no. It's called Seven Up as well. I remember croissants in like Paris that were called Seven, but not Seven Up. <laughs> I think Carol's drunk right now, mate. He's so bored at home. He's fucking. <laughs> Go on, have yeah. another seven. Oh no, it's Seven Days. Oh, <laughs> uh, see. Almost, almost. <laughs> It's because of the seven. <laughs> oh, I didn't know Seven Up made croissants. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> cut, cut, cut that out. <laughs> Podcast has ended. <laughs> Lol. I guess I don't know, man. It's these kind. Of, it's so hard to like keep track of uh, who owns what, who does what. It's just me. But speaking of big companies, right? Yeah. Have Have any of you seen Prison Break? Oh, I love it. No. Have you seen all of it? I've. No, I can't say I've seen all of it, but I've seen some, like, at least a season or two. Oh, well, that's not good enough. 
<laughs> Basically, <laughs> the story, then. in like third or fourth season of Prison Break, um, like the the main dudes they find out who's behind like fucking them over with the prison and everything, right? Yeah. And it turns out to be this huge company who basically owns like half of America, but no one actually knows about it. And it's literally just called the company. The company. Yeah. That's clever. That's clever. And uh, and they're behind like basically everything. Like they fucking own everything, right? With that in mind, I've always wondered if there is such a thing within like these huge companies like PepsiCo and Coca-Cola. Like just something so plain, like no one will bat an eye to them. Yeah, because they're so huge. If you think about it, they're so fucking huge. They have so much money. It makes you wonder if if they are part of something that big. I mean, I don't know I if... To... Oh, go, go on, Nick, I... go on. That's a conspiracy of, of something oh, yeah. else, mate. No, it's like a fucking that's a, that's complete another, shot in the dark. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, I think we will never know, right? I mean... Oh, no. Unless you get into something like that, you'll fucking never know. But with the internet... That, yeah, if that's the case, mate. It's just been dug it's just been dug up and covered for several years oh yeah for you just to think about it just to think about the tip and you're just like yeah i wonder if this is going to happen but then it's going to take many many years to uncover what's happened oh yeah but it's interesting man if you think about it like there's so many huge companies that could potentially be something of even bigger like i think the question that you know when you know when people just talking like conspiracy theories and stuff like that you know when so let's say if those theories were correct what's gonna change like oh nothing like nothing right this is just interesting to me yeah like i like to think about this type of shit that's pretty much it are you wearing a uh a tinfoil hat every time you speak about conspiracy theories obviously (laughs) where did that even come from i never i never to do with aliens Gosh, I don't know, like man. Fucking reading your mind. Or oh, do you believe in them? Do you think? Not there's... gonna lie, though. You just reminded me. Me and my mom were going to town once, right? And uh, I shit you not, there was a dude with a fucking tinfoil hat on, <laughs> and I had these two fucking antennas, and I was shitting myself <laughs> as I walked past him. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> you think it was an alien, dude? And he went to it... Comic Con. <laughs> It was literally tinfoil hat and then like, you know, the metal hangers, two of them sticking <laughs> out. I was like, bruh, you're kidding me right now. Wait, just casually walking around? Yeah. When was like, this? Huh? When was this? Like a couple of months ago during the winter. Maybe it was oh. just really cold, dude. No, it was fucking, <laughs> Maybe it was I just shit some you crackhead. not. <laughs> I, I was like. I was trying to not look him in the eye, but I was like, I gotta fucking look. Like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Oh, uh, you see, if you were hanging out with me, I'd probably vlog the whole thing. Mate, just walk up to him and be like, So, who are you protecting yourself <laughs> from? Who are you hiding from? What do you know? He starts fucking telling us his life story. Oh my gosh. Oh, by the way, guys, when me and Carol were talking about this yesterday, when everything calms down again, we need to go for a round two of go-karting. 
Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. Ashley's on my tail about that, and he's just like, oh, I can just. We win don't again. invite like, Ashley. Mate, he was um, was he was he was he like just playing us the whole time? Mate, no, he just Possibly. got fucking lucky. That that's it. I don't. That lap it. was luck, mad. Man. He was doing twenty seven second laps. I mean forty seven. Yeah, before and he pulls out forty. Forty two. Nah, was it forty two nah, under? No, it was like forty one, wasn't it? Some dumb shit. I I swear, mate. So basically, to our listeners, um, me. Carol, Nick, and one of our mates, Ashley, we went to this unlimited, um, like, go-karting thing uh, on a Sunday night, way before this pandemic really, really started. And Ernest was last. Hey, I was first (laughs) for, like, a bit. (laughs) For a single race. Hey, remember, like I said, I I weigh, like, 20 kilos more. All right, all right. Exactly. Nah, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you, the speed is back. I've been watching a lot of Formula One clips. I've been I've been mastering the line, have guys. You been, have you been Have you been virtualizing? Oh, virtualizing mate. the uh, the track in your head. Oh, mate, I I have it now. It's it's that kind of mind muscle memory thing, you know. I know when to turn in, just lift Watch off, don't break. First race and and Ernest is last. Nah, that's it. No, that's it. You know what? We should only do one race. That's it. You know a what? You know race. what we're gonna do? I'm gonna book the whole thing. Yeah. Where it's just us four on a race, like a, like like a, a full-on Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Yeah, mate, we're doing that. We're going to you the Reading to, one. You have to have 12 people. That's all right. You know what? We'll make up for, a, like, what? How many more? Eight? Eight more? How many people? Yeah, I think it's possible. Let's do just it, Just invite man. eight more people and then tell them to oh, drive they... really slow to the right. <laughs> or be like, oh, they didn't turn up, but we paid already. Oh. Okay, let's go. <laughs> mate, we need to go to... Mate, when everything is calmed down, man, we definitely need to go karting. That was, that was sick, man. It was literally the perfect timing. It was, it was fucking good. We need to do yeah. that again, cause I'm literally like, I know, I don't know about you guys. What's it like just being at home for like literally all day, every day? I'm loving it. I'm bored, mate. <laughs> mate, I'm loving it. I, I mean, like. I've had like, I've I've got a strategy to keep me going, but like it it's getting tedious now as well. What's the strat, or is it is it uh, kept secret? Well, your boy works <laughs> your boy works nine to five Monday Friday, of course, of course. But like in between, I, I I'm just I've got like five books I'm reading in between each other, and I'm just even that I'm like oh, okay, interesting. But like an hour later, I'm bored now. To know, man. Well, I mean, Carol, what are you doing? That's like, that's keeping you occupied for like the whole day. Hey, whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> that's the beauty of it, mate. <laughs> that is the. I wake Freedom, up at mate. ten, Freedom. mate. I wake up at ten, right? I do my morning stuff. Have some breakfast while watching Family Guy. <laughs> just chilling, you know. Oh, um, OG, I like that. Exactly. I sit down at my PC, man. Just do whatever the fuck I want. You know, I, I get up and go for a walk, go to the shop, come back, sit back down, you know, go watch some TV with my mom. Psh, mate, it's chilling. <laughs> I hope you're buying the essentials, Carol. Yeah, of course. Mm. Mm. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Mate, yes. I, go to, I go to my corner shop. They're, they're chilling, mate. Is it like an off-license one? Or is it just like a normal, like... 
Yeah, it's just an off-license one. What is the difference, like, between a shop and an off-license shop? Like, I'd never... No clue. No clue. Do you know, Nick? Uh, I think an off-license one, they have to... They they have to provide provide some sort of identification when like buying age restricted stuff, but when selling those age restricted stuff, I don't think they have to have a license per se, a premises license. Whoa. That's what I think. I could be wrong. See, in usually in in the podcast, Nick, me and Carol literally just spit out random facts that are probably false most of the time. Oh, yeah. So um, maybe it's good to have you on call. Be like, yo, uh, <laughs> we've literally just said one fact. Can you confirm or deny what we've just said? Yeah, man. I mean, like, I could be wrong myself. I could be chatting <laughs> some absolute bullshit. But like, you know. Someone's listening like, what <laughs> the fuck did you just say? I'm just going with what logic say? goes right now. It's like, he just said it completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. If I'm wrong, you know, just, just ping Ernest and Carol a message saying Nick's chatting absolute bullshit can you please correct them i'm like all right all right i'll forgive him on that i feel like um in this podcast the the regular listeners kind of already know that carol and i chat a lot of crap oh, it's, it's 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 mostly you let's be honest it's, ba- it's mas- it basically is me yeah, but um it's but it's rubbing off on you now carol. i i, I confirmed the bullshit but but it's mostly <laughs> you <laughs> You agreed to it, so... Yeah, I, I agreed to it because I don't know any better, but, but it's all you. It's the blind leading the bloody blind, mate. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, the earth is flat. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, you're oh, right. Mate, don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, I'm telling you right now, if you believe that the earth is flat, just go away. Don't listen to our podcast. Jump you are lovely followers. Follow us on Instagram. Share to your fellow <laughs> flat earthers, you know. Don't, don't mind these two haters. I, I love you guys. Carol, are you a flat earther? Sorry, no comment. <laughs> oh get, my god. Get off the podcast, mate. Get <laughs> off you know the what? Podcast. I'm kicking you off right now. End of. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Ernest and Nick now. <laughs> yes, Shit. Nick, come on. <laughs> anyway, I feel like, mate, we've been talking for an hour and 20. Goodness, mate. An hour and 20. So, if any of you guys have listened throughout the whole thing talking about the internet, about companies, and then randomly about food, and then, and then now... I'm sorry for you guys. I know, I know, but it's, <laughs> it's all good, you know why? Because it's a special episode, and every yeah. special episode, maybe every 10th one, every 5th one, we're going to have a guest. And Nick, I hope you feel honoured. That you are a very fast uh, guest. I take this as an absolute privilege to be on the show. Wait, remember this time when we suddenly become fucking internet famous? And it's because of you, Nick. Yeah. Me? Yeah, because yeah. of your wisdom about the off-license thing. Ev- everyone's going to keep messaging us like, where's Bring Nick? Nick we need another Nick, Nick episode. Back. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. I'm telling you. I mean, if you make it a, a regular thing, your boy's on it. Like, there's no tomorrow. Oh, we can... We, maybe. Maybe. In the future, if everything plans out, we can have another segment, you know, in line with our off-scripted, in line with our weekly one. We're going to have Nick's Corner, you know, where where Nick has to tell us, me and Carol, um, random facts that we have to believe. I think that's a... <laughs> I, I, that's I like a that dumbass idea. idea. I like, that idea. <laughs> like, you, like, did you know the grass is actually blue? 
Like, Bro. I'll believe if that comes out from Nick's mouth, I'll believe him. I'll believe him. Of course you would, Ernest. Of like, you know what? You the the <laughs> wheel is actually square. Like, whoa, it's square. Mate, it has like a million tiny squares. That's why it looks like a circle. See, but I'll only believe that if Nick says it. Wow. So Discrimination. Feel... <laughs> <right there>. Yeah. <laughs> I only believe all the Nicks. <laughs> wow. Anyway, we've, we've rambled and bambled. Bambled? Is that what? Rambled and bumbled. That's, hey, man, that, that, that's you one. Exactly. Everyone, uh, thank you for listening. Nick, I hope you, ha- you enjoyed our madness. This is what me and Carol get up to basically every other day. Um, any, any final thoughts? Any final sayings? I mean, thanks for having me on, on the podcast. I mean, I really appreciate um, having both of you uh, understand what I'm thinking. Um, supporting me while I'm working, obviously. Keep the uh, keep the ratings up as well. I mean, I'll try and support on my behalf. Um, but it's it's honestly an absolute pleasure to be talking with you lads today. And I hope that everyone else listening also has been somewhat entertained to keep their day going. I know that it's Good Friday. Uh, to some extent, it's bank holiday. And we should all be having a good time in this, uh, frankly, weird situation that we're both going through. By staying at home. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, Carol, any other further thoughts? Thank you guys for listening. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram where you can catch all the latest on mine and Ernest's uh, shenanigans. As well as look in our bio to get all the links to our social medias, to our websites and everything else. And on that note, I also want to say thank you so much for listening to our very, very special podcast. Um, I'm sure that we'll be having Nick uh, back again once more. Um, But yeah, everyone, please stay safe, stay at home, protect the NHS, thus saving lives. If we keep doing this now, that means we can get out of this pandemic and we can actually finally enjoy physical contact. No, that sounds weird. Um, physical um, presence right. with people. Just stop, stop there, <laughs> Ernest. Just stop there. Just... Okay, anyway, um, I hope you have a lovely day. Okay, bye. Thanks, bye-bye. Bye, guys.